Welcome to Wine 30 Podcast with Andrew and Lindsay. Where we talk about hot topics and drink wine. You can now follow us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Hi, we're here with another episode of Wine 30. Today we are drinking a rebuttal Chardonnay which is made in the Napa Valley in Manteca, California. And the tasty notes on the back say, with its crisp and clean apple and pear flavors, beautifully balanced profile, and a subtly creamy finish, we humbly offer this bright and refreshing rebuttal, a delicious and easy drinking Chardonnay with just a hint of butter. And I normally am not a big Chardonnay fan, but wanted to try one on the podcast because it's nice to at least do one a season just to... You know. Well, maybe you never know. Maybe we have a lot we'll... of Chardonnay drinkers that listen to this, so. Hmm. That's not so bad. It's pretty good. It's not bad at all. It's very I put crisp an ice cube clean. in mine, though, because I like too. my Chardonnay really cold. Me too. But it is very, like, crisp and clean. I don't like Chardonnays if they're too buttery or too oaky. I don't mind a buttery Chardonnay, to be honest. I mean, there's like a hint of butter to With this one, but oak. it's not like overpowering. I've tasted some really expensive Chardonnays that tasted of cream of corn, and that kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Yeah, I think they missed the mark on those, but they were selling them for like 100 bucks, and I was like, I mm. Like, I've had some pretty expensive Chardonnays. Not that I paid 100 Longmeadow Ren- Ranch in uh, Napa has like a really good Chardonnay. But other than that, I usually don't go for the Chardonnay wines. Napa is good at them, though. Yeah. Like, that's a wine that they're fantastic at making. So, you ready for some topics? Yeah. You've got, Lindsay's got all the topics today, so should be exciting. So, you know, we always got to talk about The Bachelor. Sure. So, Colton Underwood, the current Bachelor, was at a charity event this past week in San Diego and left early because a fan grabbed his junk. All right. Sounds a little bit fortunate. Did he leave with the girl, though? No. That would be okay. No. I'm just making sure. No, and then he wrote a thing saying, hey, I would have loved to stay and meet everybody, but, like, this made me really uncomfortable, and yeah. I'm not okay with that. I know. It's like and people act like men can that harassed. I'm glad that he posted about it because I feel like a lot of times men just, like, don't say anything. When they're, like, sexually harassed. Because I feel like, for men, they, like, look down upon if they speak out about something. Like, oh, well, didn't you like it? Like, whatever. And, um, yeah, so I think it's good that he spoke out and said, this is inappropriate. I don't like it. Because I don't think females should be treating men that way. Just how men shouldn't treat females that way. Like, if someone came up to a female at a party... And grabbed her vagina, that guy would probably be in jail. Well, I, not if his name is Trump. Well. <laughs> Apparently, people like that. I don't know, but I don't know. To be honest, I mean, I do think it's sexual harassment. I think I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's guys and girls that wouldn't mind that happening to them, but I also think, for me personally, that wouldn't be really a great experience. No. And that's something uh, that, like, Terry Crews spoke out about, too. Yeah. Was, like, a producer, like, grabbing his crotch, and it's, like, that's weird. Like... Yeah. 
Like, if I was a guy, that would make me uncomfortable. I think it's even more unacceptable. I mean, it's unacceptable no matter what. But, like, is if a person of power does it, you know, like a person that you're kind of like, okay. Like, it's like their it's way of showing their power over you. Or it's just like, you know, you're kind of, like, they're using their power influence to, like, take advantage of your vulnerability. And it's like, I think that's wrong on a lot, a lot more. There's a lot more that going on that's wrong than just sexual harassment. Yeah. Like, you're also abusing the role you're playing in society and whatnot as well. And I think that that should be judged even harsher. So speaking of other things that are wrong, uh, the blackface debacle where Gucci came out with a sweater that looks like blackface. And then, so people are boycotting Gucci and then Katy Perry had a pair of shoes that were black and they had a face on them. So people were like, Oh my God, it's blackface. Like I'm definitely against blackface because i do feel like it's racist and it's like like something i would never do or want anyone i associate with to do well what do you think about like men dressing up as women for like halloween and stuff i mean like i i'm not necessarily a fan of it but well what about women dressing up as guys i'm not necessarily a fan of that either but like i don't know i think there's a difference between like putting shoe polish on your face and wearing a dress. Ah, there's a huge difference. I'm just throwing that out there as like, like, is it equivalent? I don't think it's equivalent because it's, that would be like dressing up like SpongeBob, you know? And I don't think you could take offense to that, you know, mm-hmm. cause they're different, yeah. but I think the color doesn't really, it's, it's like, okay. <sighs> It's hard to define why it's so wrong, isn't it? Like, it's wrong because... Why is it wrong, Lindsay, to you? Well, I feel like... Like, it's... Like... The only way I can, like, This is is something that you should have let me research first. Because, like, I have my reasons why I think it's wrong. But, like, if an African-American or black person or whatever, like, covered themselves in flour... And then was like, I'm a white person for Halloween. Ha ha ha. Like, it wouldn't be funny. Like, yeah, it's, it's not funny. Because it's like why? an offensive, like, it's an offensive, like, depiction. I mean, we of, know like, it's racist, but why is it racist? Well, it's like, I don't think there's any way to dress up as another race and have it be in, like, a, like a not offensive way. Like Yeah, for me, it's like they're the same. You know, they're Mm -hmm. the same. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. Yeah. I mean, but it doesn't really matter if you're female or male, but you have to acknowledge the biologically difference Mm -hmm. is there. I think you also have to acknowledge the difference in color of skin as well. But well, yeah, if you're so it really depends on how you're doing it. Like, well, here's the thing. I mean, you're making very salient that you're doing specific people. Here's an here's an example is your cousin a couple years ago dressed up as a basketball player. Yeah. Who is black. Correct. And he wore, like, the bald head thing. Oh, yeah. But, like, he didn't change the color of his skin. He just wore the jersey yeah. and said, hey, I'm dressing up as this ba- this basketball player. Yeah. And I feel like that's an appropriate way to do that. Yeah. Like, you don't need to, like, change the color of your skin to dress up like someone you admire of a different race. Yeah, that's good. That's smart. Like, you can wear their jersey and support them as a, yeah. like, human being and a player without it being, like, yeah. a racist thing. 
Yeah, that's good. I know, I'm like, well, is cross-gender? That's not racist. Like, uh, drag queens aren't racist because they dress like females, you know? I love drag queens. I know, me too. So, like, that's oh, a very... We should get a like, drag queen have, like, a on bunch our of podcast. Like, yeah. I would love to have a drag queen on our podcast. And I would love them to give us drag queen makeovers on our Patreon channel. That's incredible, videos. yeah. That would be, like, the dream. Yeah. So... Like, I feel like the Gucci thing was, like, a little bit far. Like, the turtleneck thing that goes over your face and I has the red lips. I think it's just awful. Yeah, I wouldn't dress but like, I would never even. the Katy Perry shoes that were just black shoes with a face on them, they came in, like, 20 different colors with the same face on them. Like, you could get blue with the face, black with the face, white with the face, pink with the face, like, yeah. green. Like, I don't think that was blackface, like, intentionally yeah. to look like that. I think it was, like... Here's a cute face. We put on a bunch of different color shoes and people flipped oh, out about okay. it. Yeah. Like, I don't think there was any ill intent with those shoes. And I don't think that's what they were meant to look like. Yeah. I don't know. I think it really comes down to, like, flattering. It's like, is it, it comes down to intention as well. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, it's like, well, if you're dressing up like a woman because you're like, you love that and that's what you love to do. And, and you embrace that, you know, or whatever it is that you choose to to do it for like as long as it's not malicious and you're not like oh this will be funny yeah you know like if you're not making fun of it i don't know it's interesting but the far as putting making yourself like coloring your whole face black like that i think that that's like like it's almost like a mocking you know? yeah exactly you know i don't like know. drag queens aren't mocking women yeah exactly like you're like they're like you're trying to remove the, the dignity of the black women. person yeah. when you do that you know uh, I mean, a lot of the, and they're completely racist. Like a lot of the pictures are like, it's like blackface with like a KKK member. Well, know? that was like, we were talking about last episode. Uh, what's his name? Ralph Northam. Yeah. Uh, from the Congress or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. Virginia or Massachusetts, whatever, yeah. wherever he's the, where you're like, this is governor. a public figure. Like what the heck, you know, kind of. Like, and when he's like, Oh, that's, that's not me. And it's like, it's like well, you chose to put it on your yearbook page you're the yeah. one who chose that so either that's you and your friend dressed up like that or someone else you know dressed up like that that you yeah. chose to put on your yearbook and the page. fact that he like, won't take accountability for it is even a more a red flag of having someone like that in congress you know what i mean yeah it's like okay so like not only is that you and you lied about it but you also aren't taking accountability for your actions yeah you know so we had some excitement here at the house today and yeah. Andrew was in watching a movie and I go outside and I hear like this crying and I'm like, what is this? So I look over and there's like this little dog at our side gate crying and it was really sad and it, we found out it had been missing for like two or three days. It was like hungry and yeah, it was cold. Yeah, I heard whimpering. And I was like, Zelda's not whimpering, but it sounds like, you know. I, At first I thought it was like a neighbor dog in their yeah. yard just like whimpering So I, that's what something. I thought too, but I was like, it sounds super close. Yeah. But I was like, I just ignored it because I was like, well, we have dogs barking 24-7 around here and like, I was just And like, we have like coyotes and stuff around yeah, and like this whole so, thing. Yeah, so, and I had no idea. So when I saw it, we like brought it in, we gave it some food, I like washed it down a little bit and we posted online like on Paw Booster, which I guess is where you're supposed to post if you find a dog. Where? 
It's called like Paw Booster. Oh, cool. And it posts like you say, hey, I found a dog around this area. Here's a photo, some basic info. And it shoots it out. And then people can contact you if it's their dog. But it shoots it out to like all the different like humane societies and Facebook and like everywhere else. So if any like if anyone is looking at any of those places, they can see what you posted. Hmm. And like literally like from the time I posted, I think it was like what, like two or three minutes before I got a phone call of someone saying, yeah, Oh my it was gosh, so fast. We know where this dog belongs. Well so, that guy was probably freaking out too. You so know? they came and picked up the dog like thirty minutes later. But the dog was here in total about an hour probably. And it was the cutest, sweetest dog. But it made me scared because I'm like that dog was out for two or three days. And if our dog was out for two or three days, could she survive that long? Like I mean, she's a lot of fat stored up, so like she'd probably be she, okay, she'd but be she okay. might be attacked, or she might know. be cold and wet. And she's like so friendly, but like it's hard. But I'm hoping someone would take her in, like we did, and like bring her inside and say, "Hey, let's find your family," because it was very obvious based on how the dog was acting that it had a family mm-hmm. and was well taken care of. Like it yeah. wanted to like cuddle and it wanted to like be around people. And I'm like. If this was just like some random abandoned dog that's been out for like months, like and a stray dog, help but it feed it because like... it was so skinny. Yeah, we, like we did. Like a starving dog, you know. But that was our big excitement for the day. Um, so we will be back after a word from one of our really cool sponsors. This episode of the Wine Thirty Podcast is sponsored by Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility is super convenient for figuring out your fertility timeline. So I'm 29, Andrew's 31. We have no clue if we want kids or not, when, whatever. So this test is awesome because they just send it in the mail and you can do your blood draw at home. I did like three different blood pricks and they actually really scared me before I did them. I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to draw my own blood at home? And it was so easy, not painful at all. It was like a small little pinch. And then I just dropped these little droplets of blood onto a test paper and waited for it to dry, stuck it in the mail. And now in the next week or so, I should be getting my results. And this test tests like eight different hormones. They can even tell you how you relate to like PCOS, which one in 10 women have, what you could expect from IVF or egg freezing, if you have more or less eggs than average, and just like general hormone health, which is super convenient. So to get this test done at your doctor's office, it would be upwards of $1,500. And Modern Fertility gives you access to this information for $159. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA, which is like the coolest thing ever. So you get connected with your own personal fertility team, fertility nurses, a weekly webinar, or as they like to call it, an eggnar. And you get involved in the community of women who are just like you, trying to figure out like all about their fertility. And if they want kids, when they want kids, maybe they're already trying to have kids. And this test is super helpful. So all tests are conducted in a CLIA certified lab. And Modern Fertility's team of physicians and clinical advisors lead some of the nation's top fertility clinics. This is probably one of the most exciting sponsors we've had because this science is just incredible to me. And I can't wait to share my results with you guys because, like, I'm just so curious to know. So you guys can go and take the fertility quiz and get $20 off your first kit at modernfertility.com slash wine30. Once again, that is modernfertility.com slash wine30 spelled out W-I-N-E-T-H-I-R-T-Y for $20 off your first kit.
welcome back. Hi. You know, we always say like long time no chat, but it's like we you just heard us talking for the entire hmm. I don't ever say that. Uh, oh, maybe I just <laughs> think it maybe we don't say it. But But Lindsay might say it. I don't In my head I'm always like, man, it's been so long. Which really sitting here it's like we do take a short break, but it's like two minutes. Basically the same length as you guys listening to that ad. But anyway, um, we got some more hot topics for you. Mark Wahlberg, he, um, I guess, owned these storage units, like three lockers. Mm -hmm. And I guess at some point forgot about them or forgot to pay for them or something. And they went up for auction. And someone from Storage Wars spent $3,000 for these three lockers, not knowing what was in it. And went through it, and it was like all this, all of his movie memorabilia, a bunch oh. of his personal stuff. So they found out that it was his relatively quickly. So I guess they contacted like his management and were like, "We have all this stuff, and like we don't feel right like selling his personal belongings." Yeah. So they gave back all the personal like photos and stuff that were in there, and then Mark Wahlberg gave them the blessing to like sell off the movie memorabilia stuff. Oh, but, cool. But he got all of his personal stuff back. I'm like, did they give him or reimburse those people for that, or? Um, I guess the people didn't want money for it. They just like said, "Hey, we want you to have your personal stuff." Oh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, what a strange turn of <coughs> of events. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Jeez, you really got something going on there. Yeah. It's been rainy and then not rainy and then rainy and then not rainy here. And I feel like my allergies have been up the wall. Hmm. Oh, Rez. The Chardonnay is actually pretty decent. So what would you, what would you eat with the Chardonnay? Um, cheese and crackers. I mean, that's always the answer, <laughs> isn't it? Basically mm. any white wine or any wine in general goes with cheese and crackers. It's a nice but... porch wine. Yeah. Like you could sit on the porch. I feel and like drink it. It's good. You, you could drink it in the rain or the like. If it's raining out. It's nice to drink. I, I personally like Chardonnays all year round. You could drink it in the summer too. Like you know, spring would be a great time to drink it. You could eat it. Uh, what do you think about like popcorn? Yeah, you could have popcorn. Like watching a movie with like popcorn and some Chardonnay. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, I know that a lot of people I follow on Instagram drink Chardonnays when watching, like, The Bachelor and stuff. So I was like, what kind of stuff do people snack on when, like, watching TV? Hmm. And I feel like a lot of people eat popcorn while, like, watching their favorite stuff. Which we used to make a lot of popcorn because we have, like, a popcorn popper. Yeah. But we haven't recently. Maybe we should get back into that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a few more topics and then we'll be done for the day. But on growing up hip hop, Lil Easy Easy says that he thinks that his father was murdered. Conspiracies. Because, I love conspiracies. Because Easy E died of AIDS like very, very shortly after he was diagnosed. They were like, oh, you have AIDS. And then he died like, what, 10 days later? That's pretty crazy, yeah. So one of the conspiracies is he was jumped by. Suge Knight and Suge Knight's people, and he was stabbed, huh. like, shortly before that. And they think that the knife that they stabbed him with, they had, like, 
I don't know what the word would be like laced with uh, the AIDS virus. <laughs> like, do you think Suge Knight's smart enough to do that? Suge Knight's pretty cunning. Suge Knight is like, He's like I would not want to cross that dude. To be honest, like that's a dog that you got to put down, in my opinion. I mean, I'm like he ran an actor over with a car because he didn't like the way they pervade him. Like that's what he went to jail. For. Well, it was like a random extra that he ran over with a car. That's what I'm like, saying. Dude. Like, just like that's like a rabid dog, you know? Like, if a dog's out just attacking people in the street, you know, yeah. just because they, you know, looked at him wrong, then you gotta like think about that, you know? And this guy, obviously, you know, he also what do you call it when you preemptive? Like he'll plan. Yeah. So it sounds like he planned stuff. And I guess he's also mixed up with the Tupac murder and the Biggie murder. So it's interesting to think about that. But those are all just conspiracies. But that guy definitely I mean, Suge Knight is like... I came up with a conspiracy theory. Do you remember what it was? Did you? A couple days ago. Remember I was telling you about it? No. Oh, no. What was it about? Uh... It was, it was like about, I can't quite remember what it was about. You just know that you came up with it. I just one. know I told you about it at the park and you just brushed it off like it wasn't important. Oh, he was talking about like when our, our sponsor this week, I had to like send in a sample of my blood. Oh yeah. And he was like, what if in the future they use this to clone all the influencers and then she you had have to send like... in a ton of blood? Like she couldn't even get enough blood out of her. It finger. wasn't that much blood. Like it was only actually a few drops of blood. But like I have a seven hard time drops. getting. They had a precise number. Seven, seven to eight, seven eight drops. Seven to eight drops. But of, like a finger. Uh, there was two tabs full. Well, each one is supposed to be about four. And she or five had a drops knife out and, like... and she was like cutting herself. No, that's and I was not. Like, Dude, he's exaggerating. She's smearing it everywhere. No, <laughs> he's exaggerating. It wasn't <laughs> I that came bad. In, it was like a horror. Film. No, it wasn't that bad. I had to wrestle the knife out. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But it was like, it's a really cool concept that they're like being able what to test people's blood they, at home. Yeah, and yeah. they can like test your hormones and like. But you had to do it like a precise time of the month, like three days after a period or before a period. No, it's the third day of your period. The third day of your period. Yeah, because your hormones, it's the. Yeah, it's like best perfect cloning material. Yeah, that's. <laughs> they're like, we'll get her at the peak doing, of her essence. But he's like, <laughs> he's really into that right now. I'm not into it. That's I came with that bomb by myself. I know, but he's been talking about cloning nonstop for like since days. Then, since then, yeah. yeah. No, the day before that, you had mentioned cloning too about something but, else. You know, but you know, you have to think about that ethically. Like, would that bother you having a bunch of clones running around fifty years? You're seventy year olds, and there's a bunch of oh no, and the conspiracy went on, right? And then they were going to use her cloned surrogates. You mean cloned, like, my DNA to make a clone? Yeah, several clones. And then they were going to make a huge social media waterfall to influence the masses. To do something. To buy fair trade. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. No, I don't know what they would influence the masses to do in 50 years. But I'm sure I could think of some cool stuff and make a book out of it. 
Andrew still got to write a book about that <laughs> question about the billionaire. I told him he should do a choose your own adventure style. Uh, Maybe I'll book. make the billionaire that creates clones to hunt. Yeah, you could be <laughs> getting hunted by yourself. Yeah, you could. Your older self. <laughs> it wouldn't really be legal, would it? So Andrew has a birthday coming up. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. But I was just going to ask you, like, in life, are there any, like, birthday parties or birthdays that you had that stand out to you at all? I don't know. Not really. Like, are you like, man, that was, like, a great, like, way oh, to celebrate man, my birthday. I had such a sad childhood. <laughs> like, what did you usually do for your birthday growing up? Like, I know girls. sleepovers. Yeah, see, like, girls, that's yeah. what they always do, too, is, like, have sleepovers. I don't remember any of my birthdays. I remember really awful. one of my birthdays, we... Uh, we went and saw Amber's new group in theaters and it was me and then two of my friends and then they came over and we had a sleepover and we watched Selena and it was great. Nice. <laughs> um, but it was like super low key, but it was like a great birthday. Yeah. Usually I just hang out with friends and um, like maybe go see a movie, open presents, like, I don't know, have a cake. It's like I actually preferred birthday parties that were smaller amounts of people yeah where it's like i'd rather just have two or three friends come over and have like a really great night like playing games and stuff than having like 20 people come over or like do a big party even though my 18th birthday party i had quite a few people we rented out like a clubhouse and um i had people dress up and then i can't remember what we did for food i know there was food um and cake and whatever. And Jaden Michaels, who was on our podcast about a week and a half ago, yeah. she performed. I know. And at that Maybe time... Maybe we'll interview her in person when we were over there. Like, in uh, Nashville. We like to re-interview people. Like... Like, yeah. interview them and then check back, you know. Maybe we'll interview Lindsay's mother soon. Go see Ben in uh, Denver at his restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Um. Yeah, so... You don't have any, like, specific birthdays. You know, I don't know. What did you do for your 18th birthday? Oh, yeah. 18th birthday? Uh, I didn't do really anything. That wasn't really a big one. 21 was supposed to be a big birthday, but I ended up just going to bed early and drinking, like, a very small glass of wine. Do you remember what I did on my 21st birthday? My grandpa gave it to me. On my 21st birthday, I was hanging out with Andrew at his house, and I filled his car with balloons with Justin Bieber lyrics on them. And, yeah, like, his roommate, like, because we were just going to hang out. It was going to be, like, Andrew, me, and then, like, one or two other people. And then Andrew's roommate invited over a bunch of people. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And so there were, like, a ton of people there to hang out with And she put cones roommate. and stuff on top of my No, that car. wasn't the same day. Oh. But. She liked to harass my car a lot. Yeah. So there was that. And then your friend from Washington just showed up out of nowhere, remember? And you're like, oh, I forgot you were coming to town. My friend from Washington yeah. showed up. Uh, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just, like, showed up, and Andrew's like, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot. I told you you could stay here. That was at my mom's, though. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, that was on your house on Foothill with really? your buddies, yeah. Huh. You weren't talking to your mom at that point. I think he may have visited you when you were there, too, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, that hmm. was quite the... I mean, I didn't really drink that much. I feel like... That was crazy, yeah. At lunch that day, I went to, like, a Mexican food restaurant, and I got a Cosmopolitan. 
And then when I was at his house, I had like one or two Mike's Hard Lemonades. And that was like my big, my big drinking for my 21st birthday. Hmm. Yeah. I, I journaled my 21st birthday and how I felt. So I can always go back and read that. That'll be fun. Do you still have that journal? Yeah. Because I know some of your journals you said, like, were missing or you can Back in my school, yeah. yeah. My mother didn't <laughs> hold on to them. She didn't look after the precious journals. So or I pretty much journaled my whole life right from 18 on. Like right out of high school on. Did you not journal and well, I guess you did journal. I in journal high in high school, but I put it in a it. folder and then they I gave it to my mom and said to give it to me when I was twenty five and I was gonna read it, and she lost it. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? Like, just it's not that hard. Like, you know, if there was one thing that that was like the one thing that really bugged me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I have one last... And she kind of brushes it off, and it always annoys me. I'm like, you had one job, and that was to keep that journal safe, and you lost it. Now it's probably in the hands of some crazy maniac who knows way too much about me. So my last topic for the day... Oh, yeah? Andrew was just watching this movie with uh, strippers and hookers. Yeah, you know, sometimes they... They weren't... They were killers, Lindsay. Okay. That dressed up like that. But... That's not my topic. And that wasn't what the movie was about. Okay. Okay. But what I'm saying is, do you feel like movies like that, which are very much marketed to boys and men, do you think that they affect how men feel about like strip clubs and strippers and like, does it normalize it in a sense by like seeing movies and stuff? Like you don't, you don't watch that many that are like that, but I know some people watch a lot of movies like that. I think it always associates strip clubs with, like, bad people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, I think that's, like, not a great thing to do. Like, I don't know. I think strip clubs are hard because it's, like, those are people in there, you know? And it's hard for me to, like, desensitize myself enough to be, like, oh, yeah, like, that's totally what people, somebody wants to be doing. Yeah. You know? Like, they've been driven to a point where they need to, like, sell their bodies in whatever way. I mean, I guess I'm open to learning more. I just don't know much about it, to be honest. Do I think it's normalized by those movies? I don't think so. Not necessarily. I think that those places exist. And like... But like, when you... Certain types of people hang out at those places. And a lot of times it's like... But like, I feel like a lot of times... People don't feel good about themselves. It's seen that like rich people go to strip clubs a lot. Oh, really? Like... You always oh. see like rappers and like people like that going to strip clubs. And oh it's, yeah, like, which do, do like they a status do symbol almost. Like Drake oh. goes and spends like thousands of dollars at the strip club. You know what and, else like, is a status symbol? Being exhausted. Oh yeah. And so, like, I think that that's a very a trap that you can fall into very easily. Yeah. Like where it's almost like a bragging right when someone's like, Oh, I've been working 12, oh, 12 hour days. I like, didn't get to bed until midnight. Yeah. And then I get up at 4am because I got to get to work and I got to do all this stuff. And like, I'm so busy. And it's like, where it's like, I hate that's my not life. when I don't get enough sleep. I hate my life. Like I never think like, Oh yeah, you know, this is really a great thing. But, like, people use it as a way to be, like, oh, I work harder than Yeah, like, I'm else. such a hard worker. And it's, like, I don't know. I talked to someone at work the other day, and he was, like, I was, like, what do you believe in? Because we were, he was just, like, he would just, he's always, like, oh, whatever pleasures me, that's what I, 
ride turns like really dude like so you know back in the roman times they used to feed christians to lions and that was really pleasurable mm. and you know that pleasure probably outweighed the suffering of that one christian does that make it okay mm. you know like does it make it okay if you pleasure enough people with someone else's suffering and like to me it, you know like that's a great example of like how pleasure should not be like your sovereign master and i think that falls right in our line with the with the uh with the strip clubs mm -hmm. you know because people are saying well a lot of people are gaining a lot of pleasure from a few sad souls mm -hmm. that have to sell or whatever have that type of lifestyle and i think that you can't measure happiness that way or fulfillment yeah that's, that's not where i was going but so what we ended up talking about was like what what do you live your life by because i wanted us here like that can't be it you know like you can't just like settle on that and i guess he he brought up the an interesting thing about his dad telling him that um that he should be work hard mm -hmm. that was one thing and commit so commit to something and work hard and I'm like, that's, like, good. But how do you measure that, you know? Does, and commitment equals working hard, I guess is what he said. And I was like, well, but you still need to think well. Yeah. You know, because you people are going to take advantage of that, you know? And it's like, I think this guy's a good guy because I wouldn't have talked to him about this kind of stuff. I didn't think that. But I do think that people take advantage of that type of mentality. And that's how you end up like being underpaid or undervalued and overworked and overworked. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I think those things are great, but I also think it's very hard to define working hard, you know? Yeah. And like if working hard is just commitment, then what keeps you from being that person that throws the Christians to the lions? Yeah. Well, I committed, I worked hard because I got all these people to this arena to view this Christian being chopped up and by a lion mm -hmm. and i've reaped the benefit and that makes it okay like still that doesn't that doesn't fly with me you know i'm a stripper i work hard and i commit to my job right like it doesn't fit it doesn't fit the the role oh so one last thing that's not related at all but the barbie people at mattel announced that they're coming out because you know how they have that fashionista barbie line where they have like the curvy barbies and the petite barbies and the tall barbies so yeah. they're coming out with more body shapes yeah this summer but they are also coming out with barbies that are in wheelchairs mm -hmm. that are modeled after like legit wheelchairs that people use if they're like in a wheelchair for life type wheelchairs and they're also adding barbies with like prosthetic limbs oh Hmm. So, like, it'll be a Barbie that's missing, like, their leg from the knee down. Oh. And then has, like, a fake leg in its place. Or, like, so, could you do, like, surgery and, like, get some stem cells and, like, rebuild the leg? The Barbie leg? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know, mean, I'm just messing around. But I think it's really cool that they're trying to be more inclusive and, like... They're like, now you can do surgery on your Barbie. Like, they're trying to make it... I need it, a heart transplant. They're trying to make it where people see themselves represented in Barbie. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think 
Barbies I just are love tough Barbie. because I think they're they were marketed so hardcore to women for the most of all. Like I played with Legos, you know, and it was cool having an amputated dude. Yeah. Or a dude with no legs, you know, that was cool because you could make like a robot with a little human body on top of it, you know. Yeah. So I think that is kind of cool that they do that with Barbies. I think they should make Barbies more versatile if they can, you know, like they should make them so you can like make it their own body types if they can. That's hard though because it's like they're plastic basically, but. Well, like That's I remember hard. when I was it's younger, difficult. you could go online and like design your own Barbie. That's that fun. looks like yeah. you like you could pick the hair color, you could pick whatever. So I think if they can do that with like body types where people can go on and be like, oh, I want like a tall curvy Barbie with white hair and freckles, like not white hair. I mean, maybe white hair, but I was going to say like brown hair, freckles, like whatever. Um, yeah. So I think that would be really cool for people to get to customize their Barbies. But I also think it's beneficial for people to own Barbies with like a bunch of different skin tones and body types. Because it's, like, showing you that, like, everyone you know is normal. It's not, like, oh, I don't want to hang out with this person because they don't have, like, the perfect. Yeah. Like, normalized body type. So I have a question. And this kind of falls in line with what you're talking about. Uh, Do you think that social media apps or just social media in general... um, create an atmosphere for an individual to make to compare themselves to others oh yeah like because you're scrolling saying for i'm gonna use instagram because i think it's one of the worst well, so they you're say, like scrolling through hundreds of pictures of other people comparing yourself to their lives and that comparison when you do that it I can think make it you leads, uninterested well i think it leads a lot me finish to uh depression and anxiety yeah but it also i think it leads to uh un- being uncreative mm-hmm. like because you're just constantly looking at other people in a light in which you're um putting yourself down you yeah know? uh it can also make you more of an excuse maker so like oh well i can't do that because you know oh i can't i can't be that because mm-hmm. like you know so you're constantly making excuses which is a habit that is not a great habit uh and then i think it also makes you like not you in particular but it can make people do unimportant things, like things that aren't important to themselves, but they're just doing them to, like things that they don't find important, but they feel like they have to do because they're seeing so much. It's of like it. that epi- that Christmas episode of Egret Zuko, where she, like, doesn't have Christmas Eve plans and is like, I have to fake Christmas Eve plans to post on Instagram Possibly, because, yeah. like, I think it can make you lose focus, too, yeah. on, like, the important thing and what's important, you know? Well, I know that, like, it can be really hard to go on Facebook or Instagram and be like, oh, my gosh, all these people just got engaged. All these people are having kids. Yeah. All these people are these places in their careers. They're going on these trips. These, so, I actually like, think it makes you uninterested in what's going on with your own family, too. Like, oh, well... That's you might say it's interesting, but you're not actually interested. Well, and then people like, you really sit around prefer to and they think like, "Why don't I have those things? Like, why, yeah. why am I not there?" And it's like, well, it makes it difficult. You spend a lot hold. of time scrolling through Instagram when you could be out like yeah. living and like, I don't know. I mean, that's one reason why I don't post that much on Instagram. I don't even go on Instagram. The only reason I have an Instagram is because I have a lot of family members on there. And we have our Wine Thirty podcast. And we have our Wine Thirty podcast so. Instagram. So. We are done for the day. 
But go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wine30podcast. Check us out on support wine, us. Uh, wine30podcast. We on. will make videos. We promise. <laughs> we are making videos. Yeah, we put a new exclusive video of Andrew doing my makeup this week. For Valentine's Day. And uh, it was fun. my face is now broken out. She's got a big pimple on her face. Yeah. That just goes to show, you know, makeup Makeup's can be... bad for you. No, it's not bad. I think in good quantities it can yeah, be Yeah, well... Good. Don't She's use got, eye brushes yeah. on your nose and uh I still love Lindsay even though her face it doesn't bother me, but I know that yeah. I know how that feeling is and stuff. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you on Friday. Bye guys.